Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> um, how much are they paying you to be here? Uh, excuse me? I think you're afraid. Are you telling us this stuff so we can buy your book? Because I gotta tell you, if you are, that was some of the worst advice I ever heard. I believe you're a very troubled and confused young man. I believe you were searching for the answers in all the wrong places. You're right, actually. I am pretty, I'm, I'm pretty troubled and I'm, I'm pretty confused, but I, and I'm afraid, really, really afraid. Really afraid, but I, I, I think you're fucking antichrist. That scene was, of course, from Donnie Darko. At first, I was going to be Orson Welles, the older Orson Welles for Halloween this year. Then I was going to be Fred Durst, but like as a joke, of course. Now I'm thinking Donnie Darko. Wouldn't that be easy? Just like a skeleton suit and a gray hoodie and like some emotional problems. I could definitely pull that off. But let's be real. I'm sure it'll be just me sitting here alone on Halloween, drinking beer, playing on the internet. Dear God, I hope not. The breakdown of our show is current events, current events, the conspiracy section, what we're watching and doing and wrapping up the show with announcements and shout outs. Y'all know this consistent, but never boring. All right, let's just jump right in. Keanu Reeves is writing a comic book. It will be hot off the press in October. It's called Berserker. It's like starring him. Actor, musician, film producer, and now comic book writer. Is there anything Keanu Reeves can't do? Hmm. Keanu Reeves has teamed up with New York Times bestselling graphic novelist Matt Kent. to produce a 12-issue comic book series called Berserker. They say it's like Power Rangers meets Bill and Ted. All right, there you go. I probably won't really check it out, but I'll follow it and maybe hear a little something about it here and there, but I'm interested. Who doesn't love them? I bet he and his friend were sitting around smoking pot and his friend was like, dude, you should totally do a comic book where it's like Bill and Ted meet Power Rangers. And Keanu was like, totally. All right, moving on quickly, current events. The current events is just like a couple things and then boom, on to my love. My love, the conspiracy section. You guys, it's popping off. It got me out of bed. That's how good the conspiracy section is. 
But, you know, a couple of these pop culture stories. Moving out of Keanu Reeves onto Lilo. For you new listeners, Lilo around here is Lindsay Lohan. Lilo, Dennis Quaid, and others that star in the movie Parent Trap are reuniting for the film's 22nd anniversary. Okay, Parent Trap, remember? I don't, I don't know. I think I was like 14 when it came out. I know I saw it. I don't know. Give it a rewatch, maybe. I don't know. Talking about it because Lilo's on it. I'm a Lilo fan. I always follow Lilo's career as well as Dennis Quaid. Hey, oh yeah, (laughs) here's a clip. This happened today, this morning. Katie Couric's Instagram, she had a parent trap reunion and Lilo was there and Dennis Quaid and everybody. So let's hear a little clip of that. This is so cool. I had such a blast. There's a whole generation who thinks Meredith is like, Hashtag goals. We discovered a big star. It's just really special. Okay, there you go. Uh, I watched it. Actually, I lied. I didn't watch it. I fast-forwarded through most of it. I did watch Lindsay Lohan. She looks great. Great as in she seems like in a good place and happy. Fun fact, I used to be a sober companion to the rich and famous in LA. Traveled the world in private jets. Quite interesting. But everybody knows Lindsay's struggles with drugs and alcohol and in and out of rehab and sober companions. So of course my time came up in LA where it was my time to possibly be Lindsay Lohan's sober companion. We were gonna meet and see if she liked me and I was like, okay. So I agreed. And then like an hour later, I called my boss and I go, this isn't gonna work. I I don't think it's a good idea that I'm Lindsay Lohan's sober companion. (laughs) I just for, I just, it would have been very fun, I'm sure, but I had to be responsible and I just, I don't think I could fight the Lilo, you know? Part of job as sober companioning, life coach, whatever, is that you have to tell people no. I mean, if Lilo wants to go to Vegas, get in, girl. We're going to Vegas. So, yeah, I had to call my boss and say no, no, no. (laughs) No to Lilo. So there you go. Okay, let's move on to my reason of getting out of bed. Reason of getting out of bed. The conspiracy section. What have I been calling this year? Since even 2019, 2020, the year of seeing clearly. What are we doing now? I believe, and could be absolutely wrong, I believe that we're seeing clearly, meaning sex trafficking in Hollywood, 
the Harvey Weinsteins. There's tons of them, y'all. Tons. Glassine Maxwell, Jeffrey Epstein's. I mean, come on, y'all. All right, let's get us where we need to be in that conspiracy mood. Here's a couple clips from the not-at-all-subtle film Pinocchio. That's right, Pinocchio. The film that is actually about child sex trafficking in the entertainment industry. Pinocchio is about a puppet who becomes partially a real boy. And so, of course, they send him to school. to school, a fox and another character kidnaps Pinocchio and makes him become a performer in the entertainment industry. He starts doing shows as a marionette, but his shtick is is that he's a puppet with no strings, but still a puppet. After joining the entertainment industry, he is then forcibly taken to a place called Pleasure Island, along with many other boys, stripped of human rights. The kids drink, smoke, carnival rides, anarchy, uh, they all like, it's chaos, right? And then boom. That sounds much like the Hollywood sex kid parties that we're learning about, right, recently. That's coming to light, right? The year of 2020, seen clearly. The sex trafficking in Hollywood, how it's done, presented in a fun way, anything you want to do, anything you want, and then boom, these kids are attacked by people they trust within the industry that are supposed to be protecting them, agents, managers, whatever. Okay, quickly, with the Pinocchio thing, the kids then uh, turn into donkeys and sold to salt mines as slaves. Lots of very uncomfortable hidden moments some that last only for a second or two. If you're not woke, you'll look at Pinocchio and just be like, ow. If you're woke and watch Pinocchio, I, it's like every 10 seconds you go, oh, whoa. Like, I want to go, did you see that? And it's like, there's no one in my room. I'm like, okay, somebody needs to watch freaking Pinocchio. So Pinocchio is just another Hollywood puppet, right? Even though his strings are not visible, he was still a puppet. So we won't go into the end, blah, blah, blah. So that's the important parts of Pinocchio. Here's the clips. I think they'll speak for themselves. How would you blokes like to make some real money? Well, 
And who do we have to, uh... No, no. Nothing like that. You see? I'm collecting stupid little boys. Stupid little boys? You know, the disobedient ones what play okay from school. Oh. And you see... And I take them to Pleasure Island. Oh, Pleasure Island. Pleasure Island? But the law, suppose they... No, no, there's no risk. They never come back as boys. <laughs> They Never Come Back as Boys, Double Entendre. One more clip from Pinocchio. This is the song they sing in Actor's Life's For Me after they take Pinocchio on his way to school and they're telling him the riches and gold he could have and how cool it is to be an actor, right? Luring him in, earning his trust. Hi, I can see your name in lights. Lights six feet high. Uh, what is your name? Pinocchio. Pinocchio. On to the theater. Hi, diddle dee an actor's life for me. A high silk hat and a silver cane. A watch of gold with a diamond chain. It's great to be a celebrity. An actor's life for me. Hi, diddly dum. An actor's life is fun. With clothes that come from a fine a shop and lots of peanuts and soda pop. Hi, diddly dee. An actor's life for me. A high silk hat and a silver cane. A watch of gold and a diamond chain. Hi, diddly do. You sleep till after two. It's great to be a celebrity. An actor's life for me. Don't you want to be a celebrity, kid? Don't you want the gold and riches? And But you can't tell your parents, you know, you and I, we have this thing. And, you know, I may even hurt your family, if, you know, agents and shit. It's, it's all on there. And what I just said was coming from the doc, Open Secret documentary, and how these managers and agents prey on these children. Okay, so I think that's it on the Pinocchio thing. Thank you to that story for getting me out of bed. It is the reason we're all sitting here together today. So let's just keep it moving in the conspiracy section. Let's do that Wayfair update. Y'all know it's coming. It's a clusterfuck. So for new listeners and old listeners alike, let's just do that very, 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 very quick Wayfair explanation. Here we go. This guy from Twitter did the best way, I think. Okay, so to get us in that Wayfair mood... Because some people may be thinking, the Wayfair conspiracy? What's that? I don't know. That sounds silly. Basically, they're saying that people are being rented or sold as sex trafficking, whatever, torture victims. 
or God only knows what, and they're using the Wayfair site to facilitate these sales. So let's think, hmm, is something like that even possible? I don't know. Let's see. Six men have been arrested after Dutch police discovered a torture chamber containing a dentist's chair, handcuffs, and tools. The makeshift prison had been created by converting seven soundproofed shipping containers at a warehouse in the small village of Wauwsplantage, near the border with Belgium. When Dutch police searched the containers they found bags containing hedge cutters, scalpels and pliers, tools that officers said were likely intended to torture victims. Police had been tipped off by messages on EncroChat, an encrypted platform where users could speak privately between specially designed handsets. The platform was used by criminals, recently decoded by French police and shared via Europol. It is thought there were 60,000 EncroChat users internationally, including 10,000 in the UK, with prices set at £1,500 for a six-month contract. Dutch police found messages on the phones which included photos of the torture chamber, described as a treatment room, and the identities of potential victims. Okay, so we've established that yes, that's happening, and yes, they're finally the technology is catching up with these people. So here we go. This guy on Twitter, I couldn't find his name. It was a repost of a repost. I thought he did a pretty good job explaining the Wayfair conspiracy and investigating it for himself because sometimes that's what we have to do. Now, I see a lot of people talking about this online, so I decided to check it out. And I see this drug for $115,000. Go to add to cart, continue to cart, then I press proceed to checkout. Now, mind you, I didn't put anything yet. Now, this thing is saying, billing address, Mary Marie C. That's not even my name. M-A-R-Y-I-C. So now, that's really weird. I'm gonna go to Missing Childs and I'm gonna type in her name. M-A-R-Y-I-C. I, Maria, he, I guess. Now press search, and look, Mar Mary Cruz. Hold on, that's so freaking scary, man. You guys be careful out here. It's not okay. The world is really messed up, man. Okay, there's just two things about that clip that you weren't able to see that I'm just gonna explain really quickly. The woman's name is M-A-R-Y-I Cruz, C-R-U-Z. And she went missing on July 8th of 2020, 16-year-old female. The other thing you couldn't see in the video and that he didn't mention was whenever a billing address did come up, the name was there, M-A-R-Y-I-C, but also there was a billing address, 123 East Sardi Lane, 3 Astoria. Does Astoria mean anything to you? Didn't mean anything to me either. One thought about Astoria is that Astoria Lane is named for New York City's first subway line. Many people believe that sex trafficking, drug trafficking, etc. are done through the vacant subway lines that line this entire country underground. Also, there's Astoria Underground Tours in Oregon. Oregon is one of the biggest hubs for sex trafficking in this country. Could that be what Astoria means? Talking about the underground tunnels? Was that the missing woman's name? Are young people that go missing being sex trafficked all the time? Is it possible that it's gotten so organized that they're using underground tunnels and the internet to sell people? Oh yeah. Why isn't the mainstream media covering Wayfair? Why isn't the mainstream media covering Glasseline Maxwell's arrest? Why are no celebrities cheering the arrest of Glasseline Maxwell? 
Okay, let's wrap up this Wayfair thing. Lastly, Ellen DeGeneres is now involved in the Wayfair conspiracy. You regular listeners may remember us talking about Ellen. Around the time coronavirus broke out, Harvey Weinstein got pinched and sang like a canary, and then boom, coronavirus, Hollywood shut down, everything shut down. What does he know about sex trafficking in this country? I would say everything. What all would he tell to get years shaved off of his sentence? Everything. All right, this Ellen thing quickly. Here's a clip for you. And Ellen DeGeneres was roped into all the speculation when fans noticed that her pillow collection on the site was allegedly listed at five-figure price points. So even if that was potentially the correct price for a cabinet, we all know throw pillows usually cost way less. First pillow, forget cabinets, pillow for $10,000, really? And guess who it's by? Ellen DeGeneres, none other. So we go here, Ellen's price is still the same. She's holding strong at $10,000. This is probably still a kid. Twitter then went off on Ellen, accusing her of being involved in this mess. One person tweeted saying, quote, Wayfair is trying to cover up the fact that it is part of a child sex trafficking ring. People have been exposing them and they are changing their prices. Notice that Ellen DeGeneres, yes she is, is attached to it. Another chimed in writing, quote, when are we gonna talk about how Ellen's line with Wayfair only sells children's items? She doesn't even have kids, LMAO. And this person just went straight to the source tweeting at Ellen saying, quote, hey Ellen, why do you have a $10,000 pillow on Wayfair? Asking for some friends. Others noted that once people started talking about these conspiracy theories on Twitter, the prices of products, including Ellen's, started to drop. This Twitter user shared screenshots and wrote, quote, so at 9.52 a.m., I screenshot this Ellen pillow because $10,098 for a pillow is nuts and sketchy. I go back and look at the link at 10.10 a.m., and it's $99. Something is definitely going on. There you go. So that was our Wayfair update. Fun fact. Several men were just arrested in this past week for sex trafficking, and one of them had on a Wayfair t-shirt in their mugshot. What does that mean? I don't know. All right, quickly, let's just go on with the conspiracy section and then wrap it up. Not too much more. Let's just boom, boom, boom. Glassine Maxwell update, quickly. She pled not guilty. Weird. Not. She faces six counts. Conspiracy to entice minors. An enticement of a minor to travel to engage in illegal sex acts, conspiracy to transport minors and transportation of a minor with the intent to engage in criminal sexual activity and two of perjury. Okay, she pled not guilty. That sounds, all all that sounds like right up her alley, right? I don't know. What does she know about sex trafficking over the world? Everything. (laughs) She, she, She helped run it maybe, right? That's what it seems. Last week, I mentioned uh, Glassine Maxwell was actually in the background of a picture with JonBenet Ramsey, the murder victim from the 90s. And I had said, oh, yeah, you know, her brother Burke killed her, blah, blah, blah. Today, I'm thinking, you know, Glassine was, why was she in a picture with JonBenet? She might have been, you know, combing these kid pageants for victims. They could have taken JonBenet in the middle of the night did what they wanted to do, and put her back in uh, the Ramsey's house. I mean, it was the 90s. Nobody knew that shit happened, <laughs> you know? Really. Nobody knew that that sex trafficking and all that shit was going on. Nobody in the 90s. It was just, y- you were crazy, or nobody even talked about it. Could Burke make a tourniquet made of wire and strangle her? Maybe he did stab her with the 
railroad thing, but maybe he found her body and was just poking her to see if she was alive. I mean, he's a child. Or maybe he did kill her. Maybe Glassine, they grabbed her ass, did what they wanted to do, and threw her in the wine room, right? Back in the Ramsey home. It's all speculation. It's interesting. The U.S. mainstream media isn't reporting on her. Prince Andrew's website is down. Why did he have a site? I don't know. I don't even want to know. He was a regular customer of Jeffrey Epstein. The year of seeing clearly, y'all, 2020. Is it? I don't know. Okay, let's just wrap up this conspiracy section. All right. Very, very quickly, wrapping it up. Y'all know that they say the Simpsons predict stuff, right? Do you think they do? Maybe we'll do a thing on that. But I just had a clip I wanted to play of one of those predictions. Do I think they predict stuff? Yeah, because they're in the know. The Simpsons camp are in the know. They're rich elites connected to Hollywood. They put little inside jokes in there for other elites to laugh at, I'm sure. Now we're all waking up and now we're seeing the coincidences. Simple as that. I feel. Or not, but I think so. It's a joke at this point that the Simpsons have predicted so many things. Let's wrap up the conspiracy section and ultimately the show with the Simpsons clip. You can't see it, but it's a helicopter landing at the top of the Statue of Liberty. There's a secret room up there. Listen to the words. Listen to what's said. What do the Simpsons creators and writers know? Probably most things that are hidden in the entertainment industry. They're all connected, very much so, for many years. Again, this is just theory, speculation. Here we go, though. Here's a clip from The Simpsons. I'd like to call to order this secret conclave of America's media empires. We're here to come up with the next phony baloney crisis to put Americans back where they belong in dark rooms glued to their televisions too terrified to skip the commercials. Well, I think... NBC, you are here to listen and not speak. I think we should go with a good old-fashioned public health scare. A new disease. No one's immune. It's like the summer of the shark, except instead of a shark, it's an epidemic. And instead of summer, it's all the time. Now, I hate to be the guy who derails what everybody else loves. He loves being that guy. But, Janice, we do have standards. This can't be a made-up disease. The only moral thing to do is release a deadly virus into the general public. We do have something we've been holding on to, but it hasn't been tested. Get over here, NBC. Uh, <laughs> well, we certainly believe in testing, but I... Oh, oh. <laughs> wow. Wow. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. So we've got our deadly disease. No, we just have to blame it on something that's in every household, something that people are a little bit afraid of already. House cat flu is coming, people. The Center for Disease Disinformation predicts with some degree of probability that the house cat flu might spread in the following hypothetical outbreak pattern. So better beware that warm body on your lap just might be ready to destroy your tender fiddle. All right, let's wrap up the show. What we're watching and doing. I've been watching Donnie Darko. And a fan of the show reached out uh, because I had said in a post that our, I thought that I had understood the movie Donnie Darko until a Reddit post and a rewatch. And I can't find the uh, Reddit post again. I'm still going to look. Yeah, Donnie Darko. I'm obsessed. Oh, this is huge news. Front page news around this house. I got a Nintendo Switch. You guys, I've been playing Mario Kart and Mario 3, regular Nintendo, on this, like, really cool, like, Game Boy thing with, like, a huge screen. I've been playing Tetris. Yeah. Oh, it's all about Mario Kart around here. I've been sitting out on my deck, uh, drinking beer, uh, watching the bird feeder and the rabbits, uh, feed at the field across the road from my house by the creek. I mean, shit. Like, how awesome is that? I write the show. 
watched Donnie Darko or whatever movie I'm obsessed with at the time. And I watched the rabbits and groundhogs feed uh, across the way and drink beer and uh, watch the bird feeder. And I go to work. That's my whole entire life. But oh, so much more, really. Announcements and shout outs. Whoa, a Patreon. We got two, boom, two subscribers. Melissa, XXOO Melissa, my special friend in produce and in life. Small town fun fact. Melissa and I go to the same place to get our hair done. Sorry, I'm laughing. I just like lived in LA for 20 years where it's like, what? You don't even see the same people ever. You, it, Yeah, it's very bizarre. Living in a small town definitely makes you work on your relationships because everybody's always in your face because the whole town is like 10 miles. Okay. Other Patreon supporter, Michelle. Boom, that's right, Michelle from LA, AKA my ex-partner of seven years. <laughs> so those are the two shout outs of the Patreons. Actually catch Michelle on the early LA episodes of Living With Ma before it was Living With Me. Yeah, that's Michelle's voice, uh, Elliot Smith. She did the cover of Elliot Smith at the end of that episode, a very moving cover. Yeah, she's great, and she's in all those early episodes. Really, I sit out on my deck, you know, watching the rabbits, and I go, this is what I've always wanted. Even in the years in L.A., I was just so busy hustling and making money and traveling the world and doing all that shit, and I never did nothing. But it's like all I really was wanted was this. <laughs> I think that's it shout out to all the regular listeners katie katie f my karaoke partner our karaoke duo the beautiful people club we do weddings five songs for fifty dollars you've never seen anything like our act trust me i guess that's it but there's just oh so much more <laughs>